Well, hello there. Welcome and thank you for listening to this audio. You are listening to Passion Harvest. I'm Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. I'm so excited to be joining you today. Thank you for listening and making me a part of whatever you are doing now. Passion Harvest makes magic. We are inspired to do it, manifest it. Every day we aim to engage, inspire, and develop the human spirit with passion. In this episode, I speak with Gabriel Euphoria. She is so passionate about the environment, nature, and the world in which we live. When I was speaking to Gabriel, she radiated this incredible light. She is like the embodiment of Mother Earth. And when I re-listened to our conversation, I just couldn't stop smiling. Her journey from working at Virgin in IT to living off the grid with her four children is so inspiring. Gabrielle's confidence in the path she has embarked on, her love of nature and her love for her children is overwhelming and remarkably awe-inspiring. Gabrielle also holds women's circles, which we didn't have time to speak about in the show, but stay tuned for Off the Grid Part 2, coming soon. In the interim, if you would like to know more about her offerings, please contact either myself or Gabrielle for more details. Okay, so I have to tell you, the day after I recorded this episode for the second time in two years, that evening, I lit a fire in our fire pit outside, told the kids they needed to spend 20 minutes with me connecting. They gave me strange looks, and I embraced all that Gabriel spoke about in the context of my city pad, and even began to sing, although that didn't go down too well. So we kind of just talked. Guess what? We actually had fun. Toasted some marshmallows and we are going to do it every few weeks. Thanks, Gabriel. I hope her beautiful words and more than that, her heartfelt passion motivates you to find a deeper connection in some way. Even if it's as simple as being grateful for a glass of clean drinking water. So take a deep breath and get ready for this incredible conversation with Gabriel. This is her story and this is her passion. Gabrielle, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. <laughs> it was a very impromptu planned podcast, but I'm so glad we were able to connect. Yeah, me too. I love to talk with people that have passions to share. And I love what you're passionate about and how your life's unfolding. I guess my passion really comes from being a mother and having these children that I'm handing a world over to. What's become really apparent is, and also really confronting, is the state of the world that I'm handing over. And I'm feeling a great sense of responsibility as a human and emotional, as you can hear. Oh, that's, that's okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. At this time to be really embodying and teaching my children the right ways to be in this world and to create more harmony and more balance with every action and every every choice that we make, like really actually making the, making it from a place of recognising that we are here as custodians and we're here for a short time and everything that we have on offer is, is provided by the earth. We have these beautiful waterways where we live, where we can swim. We collect our rainwater to drink. We grow our vegetables and we just have this really beautiful existence available to us and what I've known from my own upbringing 
and just witnessing the masses really like most people they're completely disconnected from where food comes from from the importance the absolute vital importance of water and clean drinking water and it's it's come about through many generations of disconnect from you know just from being accustomed to being able to turn the tap on and know that when you turn the tap on water's coming out without much thought about where it's come from without much real appreciation or gratitude even for this life-giving resource that we absolutely depend on every day and all of all of life does and so my my own path has taken me to to my edges of of my comfort zones and really allowed me to stretch and grow in ways that have allowed me to model to my children better ways of being that are more respectful to nature, more honouring of um, of all the blessings that we have available to us that can be really easily taken for granted. Um, if, you know, we go to the shops and we're just purchasing things without really thinking about it, it's often wrapped in plastic, There's there hasn't been much of a culture in my upbringing of recognising that whatever we're buying, whatever we're spending our money on, it's it's having an impact. Like if we're choosing to buy things that are wrapped in plastic without thinking about where that plastic goes, without thinking about where that food has come from, it, it just creates a lot of disconnection. So my passion is really about embodying in my own life and as, so I, as I say, so I can model to my children and teach them the right ways to be, ways to live in a more simple, cleaner, wholesome kind of way, just to live in more harmony with nature instead of being at odds with it and instead of just mindlessly polluting and adding to what I see as, as the wrong road. Like I feel like humans have taken the wrong road at some point in the past and we're really, really facing with um, a lot of media attention on the climate crisis, we're really facing the consequences of those actions now and um, so it's really time for us all to take greater responsibility. And so that's where my passion lies. That's fantastic. I mean, I'm just thinking um, as you're talking, but it's also a holistic approach. So when people have lost touch with nature, with the environment, I think they've also lost touch with themselves as well. Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're not raised, well, I'm, I'm speaking for myself and for the people I've grown up with and my family, like none of us were raised in ways that connected us to nature. I wasn't even really aware of things like the seasons and the cycles and, you know, there are just so many incredibly intricate and beautiful subtleties in nature that inspire us and teach us. There's so much to learn from just witnessing cycles of nature and watching the way that um, like bees or birds come and land through your garden and pollinate and how they take care of pests and there's just so much happening all the time and in our busyness we forget to really just pause and, and pay any attention and this is one of the most beautiful things for me at the moment we're moving we're transitioning from living in a, a timber house we're moving completely onto the land and off-grid and there's just so much more quiet and peace and my children are all loving it because even though they don't have devices to use, they don't have um, screens to be able to, you know, watch movies and things like that. We don't even have power. 
well, so we don't have lights either. <laughs> we have the things I take for granted. Yeah, but it's incredibly rich. I can't express in any way, unless you've experienced it, it's a really difficult thing to convey. Um, an example with my um, with my 11-year-old daughter, because we have an outdoor shower, It's um, we actually bring water in, in a tank, which goes gets taken up to the top of the property to drain down to the bottom, where we have a radiator that has, car radiator that's been turned into a hot water system and then that heats the water with a gas bottle um, for our shower and when I first said to her this is what we're doing for a shower she was just appalled because she's just on the edge of puberty and she just was like no gosh there's no privacy <laughs> so anyway we've managed our way around it when she had her first shower she just she was in ecstasy because it's like I don't know why if it's just because there are many more steps involved in actually getting a shower to happen like if you just go into a shower in a house and turn it on yeah you don't have much thought about it but when you know that water's being collected for that shower, you have a finite amount of water available to use and it's heated like really at the, almost at the point where it's um, coming out of the tap, like it's heated right there. There's something incredibly enlivening about it and you're also outside so you've got the cool air and the breeze and then the water just hitting you and it's like it really is ecstatic. <laughs> it sounds so romantic. It's <laughs> it's really funny because it can sound romantic, but then the reality is that around you, you've got mud. <laughs> so oh. you're getting out and you're like trying to get your thongs on to climb out, to walk across mud where, you know, because we've just, we've just, we're just setting up. It's like we're learning our way and um, where the water runs, it's obviously muddy around there, even though there's a drain sort of carved into the, the land. <laughs> The reality is you're getting out and you're confronted with rock hopping or like getting across from where the where the shower is to the path which is being just been built like we haven't even lined that with rocks and things yet to make it it's just all in the all in the in the um yeah it's all in the seeding stage and yeah the intention with that land out there and with what we're creating is really about giving opportunities for people to ourselves at first but later down the track love to have people be able to come and and just sit with a fire and sit in these like really simple ways that have been happening for time eternal like ancestrally so many of our our family line would have been gathering around fireplaces for the warmth for the light for the comfort for the short shared storytelling for the music there's so much richness in this that is completely lost as soon as you turn on a TV. As soon as you turn on lights even, like you just lose all the natural light, the colours of the fire, and then looking up and seeing like this incredible heavenly display of stars. It's just, it's completely priceless. And as much as it's, it sounds romantic, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of hardship as well. That There is definitely difficulty in the physicality of, of living like that, but it is really worth it in a way that feels really meaningful and you feel really connected and I just appreciate it so much because I'm seeing my children living this life that is just exactly what I want to give them. Oh, it's such a beautiful journey that you're on and I think a lot of people would like to go off grid. Could you tell me a little bit more what it's like because people have this ideal of being off grid. It's a silly question but so at night time you don't have lights. Do no. you light a candle? We have candles and we also 
have I've got some little LED battery operated candles like for my kids because they're, they're I've got one I've got four children one six and one's eleven and just for candles inside the I've got a caravan and an annex that joins that and for for them to have candles in the in the caravan and annex it's not really that safe at night so I've got these little LED ones for them so we have those which is adequate lighting because this is the other thing when you start living more connected and you don't have all of the screens and lights and things you start to fall into habits of sleeping with with the sun and the moon like basically when it starts to get dark we're already heading inside and reading and hanging out I play music I play songs on my guitar every night and the kids are in their spaces sometimes playing or just being around and um, it's a really nice gradual decline into sleep that um, happens just really naturally when the lights you know obviously when the sun's gone it's just time and so we really follow those rhythms of nature and I, um, it's another really beautiful part of heading into this, this season of autumn and winter where it's far more of an internal hibernating kind of time and we just have earlier nights and then up with the sun in the morning. So, so yeah, to answer the question, <laughs> we, um, we have some little lights. You know, you can get rechargeable torches and things like that. So we have things like that as well, which we use. Like I've got um, a porch area that's we stick stick a light, shine a light onto the insulation on the roof, so it really reflects a lot in that space. And I will get solar lighting, but it's just in the initial stages right now. So. Um, we don't have solar at the moment. And especially, I mean, I'm just thinking, especially the idea with connection, I have children myself, but, you know, not to have all that social media, not have the computers and, you know, people can be in the same house and everyone's in their room with the doors closed on the computers, mm. which a lot of our society does. And there's such a disconnection yeah. within families. It's it's really true. And I used to just try to make our meal times that real connection time. Um, and another thing that's happened with my kids is that they've always really gravitated towards sleeping with me even the older kids like quite often I'll have all of the kids in my room and we're just lying in bed especially when it comes to this cooler time of the year where we're just it's cozy to be in bed so you get into bed and then we lay there talking for hours and laughing and learning you know just there's so much natural learning that occurs just through the kinds of discussions that come up when everybody's relaxed cozy and it's just, yeah, it's it's a medicine of its own. You're, having like, a... you're like the ultimate mother. <laughs> you're amazing. Uh, no, I wouldn't say I'm ultimate. <laughs> I, I'm definitely learning my way. And I'd say my, my six-year-old has had the best of my parenting because, you know, I've had, he's the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of, he's getting the, the more refined version of me because as I've, you know, as you'd know, as a parent, mm. there's a lot of um, challenges. And yeah, and reflections your children offer you. They're always reflecting what needs to be attended to within mm. yourself. I don't feel like I'm at any end point with it. It's such a journey of learning. And right now I've got my 14-year-old daughter really awakening to the situation with um, the climate and with like, you know, knowing that there are these masses of what rubbish out in the ocean just humongous spaces just filled with rubbish and learning about sweatshops and she's just 
really activating in her her desire to to make a difference and that's actually calling me into step up more greatly in my own taking responsibility and supporting her with anything she feels inspired to act or speak about as my children are getting older into their teens and just sort of having conversations about what really matters and the you know these seeds that I've been planting in them for years I'm starting to see them emerge in our discussions and just sort of seeing the beings that they're here to be and also the ways that in my being their mother I've helped to shape these humans and that's a really incredible and humbling experience to have those moments. I, I just love your gratitude I mean it's, I think gratitude is such an important um, aspect in our life and I can see how grateful you are for everything you have. Do you ever think oh my god I can't do this anymore I just need to move back to a townhouse? I haven't I haven't yet but I've only been out of so I've got a house that I've, I'm transitioning out of right now that I haven't been staying at for the last six weeks. I have lived off grid in two other places um, in the past. My youngest was born in one of those houses. In those in yeah in those times when I'm off grid when I've been off grid, they've been my happiest. My children have been the most harmonious. And at, at times I've kind of thought that that's related to this is I have no idea if this is actually true, but I have this feeling that just the amount of circuitry that is in a normal home, like all of the electrical circuits, mm. I really think that probably has an impact on our bodies because, you know, we are energetic beings. And I notice when we're away from that, away from electricity, from um, just the wiring and mm -hmm. everything, it's, it seems to be that everyone's happier and more harmonious so my I guess you could say that even though there are difficulties and there are it's, it's physically way more tiring <laughs> but really rewarding to live off grid yeah even though it's it's difficult in some ways it's something that I've known that I really have wanted to be living it's like all my life I could say from when I was a child I've always looked at the world and really challenged it and it was a really difficult I was a difficult child for my parents because they were conservative and so was all of my family and I really challenged the way things were because I thought well why are humans continuing to create this like where I just didn't get it so it feels to me like I'm realizing a dream I've had all my life like it's kind of like I've come in with a desire to live in these ways in these really simple ways where I have a fire every day where I appreciate and acknowledge my absolute dependence on clean water for my survival for my family survival for just to grow food where I'm able to just sit really close to the earth and just listen you know just to just ha have, have those moments of quiet where I get to listen and hear the birds hear the frogs hear the crickets hear the bees just all of the the beautiful sounds that surround um, and really just tuning in with all of my senses to appreciate this gift of life. So it's for me, it's like I'm actually realizing something I've always known to be my right direction. And I actually think it's um, the more we're involved in the steps of like something like gathering water or food or growing our own food and everything that's involved in that. The more we're involved in, in that, the more we receive from it because we have more gratitude for it. And as soon as we have gratitude for something, we're in relationship with it. It opens up like a reciprocity where there's a flow of while we're acknowledging that this food or this water that we're eating and drinking is nourishing our bodies 
and we know how how what's involved in growing it we know we know the rain that's come we know the sun that's shone we know the critters that have come and pollinated when we've we've been a part of this there's just so much more of a of a connectivity to existence and to just recognizing how abundantly we're provided for I love that and I actually can't see your face but I can just feel the smile on your face and the light beaming out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess people live different lives and everyone has their own own journey. If people don't necessarily or have the capability to go off grid, what sort of steps can you recommend that they might take to be a bit more mindful of the earth and the environment even if it's starting mm. small? The simplest thing that I, I think can really make a difference I've got a, a belief about this and in coming into connection with water, just the most simple of things, just coming into appreciation of water, whether it be rain, whether it be turning on the tap, just for a moment pausing to consider where that water has come from, where it's been, where it's cycled from, because it's it's in constant movement. It's been going and moving through form like for time eternal. So the water that we're drinking is carrying it's carrying um, the essence from like years and years and years of, of moving through a cycle if we come into connection with water and into a place of gratitude for the way water cleanses us it allows our bodies to heal it washes us it it's it pours out of us through our tears if we come into appreciation for these things I feel like as soon as we're we're in that right relationship with water it actually has an impact on everybody because our bodies are made of water and I feel like if we're able to come into a state of gratitude for water as a whole then naturally we're all healing because everybody water is resonant and there's water in us there's water outside of us but our relationship just being headed in the right direction of being one of, of gratitude allows a shift I believe in all of us regardless of whether we're awakening to or we're on a path of wanting to consciously evolve and improve our ways it impacts everybody doesn't matter who you are yeah I have um that's my that's my message I think <laughs> and it's so simple but so powerful yeah and this is the thing I, I find that the most powerful things are simple and I've got another question for you. I guess people are listening and I, I referred back to the disconnection within families. How, what would you, like some tips you would might recommend to people how to connect for parents and children, if they're listening, to connect more as a family? Mm -hmm. uh, it's really, I guess, about putting our own screens down. Yeah. <laughs> <That also. laughs> turn, um... turn the power off at the, the grid. <laughs> yeah. And, you, and just creating... It's, it's like it's like you're gifting yourself and your children a space that it can be a little bit uncomfortable at first like because sometimes when children are actually really being held in a in a space of full presence of their parent or parents or or family members stuff comes up like mm. kids will start it just naturally emerges and so sometimes adults will find that uncomfortable and so sometimes that might be why they're on their screens to avoid the level of intimacy required to be able to be present with your children and whatever's moving through them and often that's because our children are also moving things through them that are in us 
So it's like a multi-layered holding of space for them and for yourself. So I guess to answer the question, it's, it's having the courage to go into the unknown with your children. And I love to sit by the fire with my kids because the fire, in my view, in my understanding, it receives everything. So if you're sitting by a fire and having conversation or sharing stories or being just being around the fire like so many of our ancestors have been for a time eternal, then everything that's shared, it's like the fire is transmuting it. So the fire can receive it all and just burn through any of the stuff that needs to go. And so I get my children to actively um, work with the fire. And so, you know, if they're processing something that's coming up in them, we sit, we'll sit and they'll share and cry and or be angry or whatever they're feeling. And I just encourage them to keep on handing it over to the fire because the fire receives all. And what's left after we speak up and own these parts that need to emerge is emptiness and in that emptiness we can choose new creations and seed new ways of being and and that's um an incredibly beautiful thing to share with your children really really nice we're almost out of time i can't believe it <laughs> I'm going to put some links in the show notes if people maybe want to follow your progress of off-grid. Mm, I've been thinking I should. It's really fun. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm dirty all the time, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, that you're so joyful. It's fantastic. So I guess, I guess to end the show, and we already know how passionate you are about the, you know, the environment and nature and being off-grid. Is there anything else you'd like, any other message you'd like to share? I suppose another important thing that I've really been paying attention to in my journey as a mother is it's really easy to be wishing them away so that you could have space to get things done that you need to do and this kind of thing. I've experienced times of absence with my children for different reasons with um, issues with my ex-partner and where I've, where I've not seen my children so I have first-hand experience of not having my children. So I appreciate my children in ways that I wouldn't be able to if it wasn't for that experience. And what it's really shown me is to not take any of it for granted because it's always good. Like, you know, your kids might want to sleep next to you. They might want to be in your space. They want to, might want to be in your lap and you just might want a bit of space. But the thing is, your, your kids aren't going to be wanting to do that when they're 17, 20, 30, however old. If we give this to our children when they're small, then I think we maintain that connection in a way that when they're older and we want their attention, they'll be willing to give it to us. Yes, another amazing message. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could talk for ages about I lots know. of things. <laughs> Maybe we're going to have to do another show, another episode. I'm happy to. If you want I'd to love to in the future and speak about, you know, anything else you'd like to and the future of your off-grid experiences. It's easy for me to share because it's just my life. Yeah. <laughs> and you share it so eloquently and beautifully. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you, Louisa. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to know more, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Passion Harvest. We would love to hear from you. Tell us how you are living your passions. 
Please subscribe to our podcast and share with a friend who may be inspired to develop their passion. And remember, follow, harvest and live your passion today.